Do you have a great idea, but don't know where to start in creating it? Have you started an idea, but don't know what direction you need to take it in? Karma Comics and our team of creatives can help you take your creation from a simple idea to a masterpiece. Visit www.karmacomics.org and schedule an idea consultation. Let us foster your idea, empower your creativity, and manifest your legacy. Thank you, Brent. Oh. <laughs> Came in hot. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Full Stop. This is yours truly. Uh, just giving you all the news. Um, I wanted to do a cast tonight, um, you know, t- tonight the 17th, because um, a lot of us were expecting to see um, the next Civil War um, happen this evening. And for those of you who have been bunkered or sheltered um, without the use of a television radio um, and you only have Anchor to listen to, I'm informing you that you may come out of the bunker, at least for tonight. Uh, nothing, nothing of any significance happened today. So um, we are safe Um, I can tell you today, I, um, didn't so much as bunker up. I just, um, stayed away from, I stayed away from the, um, white haunts in my neighborhood. Um, so yeah, the silent uh, majority did not show up today. Um, that doesn't mean that there weren't any protesting today. Um, but there, there was not any, um, uh, resurrections, reinsurrections of any state capitals today. So that I would call that a win for America and American democracy. Let's go. No, I'm just <laughs> um, notably in Michigan, there were a lot of, um, uh, there were some boogaloo boys. I'm not sure what a boogaloo is, um, but I know a boogaloo boy is a gun toting, um, Civil rights activist advocacy group. Uh, <laughs> they they advocate for equality and equity and um, and criminal justice. Um, there's another group of QAnon supporters, which of course you know QAnon stands for um, child's rights, and they stand for uh, making sure that the schools. Report history accurately. Um, that's what they that's what they stand for. Then you have the Proud Boys, who you know just by name um, advocate for uh, equality and justice for homosexuals um, and the LGBTQ community. Because um, why else would they call themselves the Proud Boys? Um, and then you also just had your good old. Good old-fashioned white supremacists, which, you know, um, who more than anything just really like the color white. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a race thing, guys. I, and that might be the unpopular opinion, but it's my opinion. So I have a set of alternate facts. I think 
white supremacists just really like the color white. And it's not like because they're white, because they're most humans are like peach color pink. They like the color white, okay? And they like dressing up as ghosts. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so there were a few smathered, little smatherings around the country. Um, a couple sprinkled at the cap, at your local capital. Um, a name, name, insert name of state, X capital, X proud boy, bugaloo boy, and the aforementioned groups. Um, and no, they, they weren't riotous or angry. Um, just to keep you updated, there are 25,000, um, National Guard soldiers or armed National Guardsmen and women, um, at the Capitol in anticipation of Joe Biden's inauguration, which, um, I thought was going to be 80% digital. So, uh, 25,000 just seems like a lot. That's a lot of, that's, that's that's full regalia. There weren't even 25,000 insurrectionists on the six. I mean, if you imagine if all those people came back for seconds, like they still wouldn't amass 25,000 people. I mean, that's a lot. That is a lot. Okay. Um, I think that they could get away with like eight to 10,000 and have the other reservists be home with their families. Um, that's a little excessive. Um, and I hate to say this is America. Like (laughs) that's excessive. Uh, we're not, we're not a military state. Um, let's send some of those, some of those troops home. You know, what would be so funny or ironic at least is if we can't get the 25,000 out of DC, um, because we've occupied and annexed DC because it is a district and we have we spent about 10 years trying to slowly get a lot of those troops home and and some of them could drive home some of them live in DC some could go home okay um but it would be really ironic if it takes us 10 years to get those troops out i um i i appreciate everyone who is in armed services i appreciate um state, local, federal, um, law enforcement of all kinds. Um, I really do. I, I feel like in a past life, I was a police officer, uh, cause I do have an affinity for the law. I do have the affinity for law enforcement. I do have, they, they hold a very, a very special place in my heart. Um, but, um, and, and let me clarify for all the listeners out there. I don't believe in blue lives. Um, blue lives are not a thing. Um, blue lives is, uh, your blue life is a, is a job. <laughs> okay. It's not, uh, it, it's a job. You can choose to leave the job at any moment. Um, uh, so when, when people say, you know, blue lives matter, it's, it's no, all lives in essence do matter, but, um, that's never been up for discussion. The Bible says that. Um, what what people need to pay attention to, and, and you know, and I need everyone to hear me right now, is the reason why Black Lives Matters exists is because if you look at the news, if you look at 
the television, if you look at the communities that surround yours, if you look at the way most of us look at the communities in our area, the the ones that you don't drive through, uh, the ones you don't want to go to, those neighborhoods, if you look at those neighborhoods uh, and and say, I'm not going to go through that neighborhood because, you know, it's dangerous, then you're not acknowledging that their lives matter too, because most likely it's a neighborhood that is inhabited by black and brown people. So we have to, or people of color have to specifically say that our lives matter because it doesn't seem like, um, it doesn't seem like everyone is in agreement that they do. (laughs) I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, so that's what I'd said, but blue lives don't exist. And when you say all lives, it's kind of a dick way of saying, like, you know, what makes y'all so special? Like, I don't believe in systemic racism. Uh, It doesn't exist, especially when your president says it does. When the president says that racism doesn't exist, (laughs) you have to wonder uh, if he himself is um, racist. Um, And we all know the answer to that. I'm not even going to spend time on that. Um, because in three days, we'll have a new president of the United States. What? One term? Trump only got one term? Like, that's... <laughs> Did that really happen? That's crazy. Um, I thought he would be the forever dictator of the United States. Because, you know, hey, he um, had good job numbers once. And had a good economy a little bit for a little while. Um... And, uh, you know, what all the other accomplishments, you know, let's, let me, I'm going to just really focus all of my political, like superpowers. Okay. And try to really just hone in on what we can consider Donald Trump's accomplishments to be. Because if you, if you guys listened to my last cast, I did very flippantly, like just, you know, very casually list all the things that he, that are not accomplishments that are probably going to be stains on his legacy. Let me try to do my absolute best to list his accomplishments. Okay. First accomplishment is despite all the odds, (laughs) all the odds that this dude could win the 2016 election. Despite the fact that he counted himself out and was probably wasn't going to concede. And as we see, probably would have challenged and then tried to create some sort of insurrection. He won an election that he should not have won. Okay. He won an election that he should not have won. And with all of the, the things that contributed to his victory, I mean, it was just like a perfect storm. So I'm not sure how much credit I can give him, but let's just mark that into the Trump into the Trump uh, a Trump tally. Okay, one lecture. Shoot. He, whew. Let's see. Um, I'm just I'm just trying to think year by year. Um, inherited and maintained pretty good job numbers uh, throughout a good number of his presidency. Uh, he inherited good numbers. The numbers grew exponentially and he took credit for it. 
So let's just mark that in Trump's column, okay? Trump's column, bam. Good job numbers, bam. Um, the economy in general. People talk about how good of an economy that he was able to build. Um, I don't see it helping the middle class or the people who need it. So the economy was was fine, but it was fine for, you know, a certain percentage of people and not the vast majority of Americans. OK, but, you know, you want to say he had a good economy, um, then hell yeah, let's mark in his column. Bam. Boom. That's three. All right. Three things. Great. Uh, let's talk about uh, the wall. Um, I don't think the wall was necessary. Um, and out of the two thousand plus miles that need to be done and completed. Um, he was able to, um, fortify, not really create more wall, but fortify the 400 miles of wall that are there. So let's mark it in the column, man. Like he got 400 miles of the wall built. Um, it's 2000 miles of, um, wall or, or border and he got 400 done of it that's um it's quite an achievement it's like what one fifth he got one fifth of the wall done that's cool um let's mark it that's four um people talk about his uh tariffs on china um being an accomplishment um I don't think China is really starving for attention right now. I think, you know, the media is painting China um, as a, as, you know, uh, and this may be true. I'm not saying the media as like a bad thing. You say the media now, people think that you're a conspiracy theorist. You're a crazy person. I'm saying the media because it's, you know, just what it's called. Um, They are saying that China is, you know, committing a whole bunch of human rights um, uh, atrocities and and all that jazz. But China also just signed a massive trade deal with, I think, most of the world. (laughs) Um, And I think I think they're fine. Um, But if you want to look at somebody having uh, imposed tariffs on China, the likes of which our country has never seen, then you can mark that into Trump's column. That's five. Um, what else? Uh, oh, uh, Middle East. Um, despite the, the potential war in Iran, um, Jared Kushner and, and I believe uh, Trump have brokered peace between two Middle Eastern countries and also moved the embassy to Israel, which a lot of people think that that is a benefit, but also that is the whole dispute was that America should a mind their own business. Um, and that America putting the embassy in Israel, I I think kind of shits on Palestine or something like that. So Excuse my ignorance on this on the goal, but um, excuse my ignorance on the subject. But um, I'm thinking that we can mark that in Trump's column. I mean, it's really hard for Americans to go into the Middle East and to um, have there be resolution uh, upon their exit. So, you know, I guess that's another thing. But let me just I'm going to mark that in his column. So that's like, I think, five or six things. I'm going to mark that in his column. But when 
uh, Trump asked um, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu if like Joe Biden could have done the same thing. He honestly did not answer the question because he's like, we were kind of already there. Like we were we were working it out, and you guys just came and gave us money to expedite our decision making. Um, so there's that. Um, what else? What are other accomplishments? Oh, he was able to make an army of white supremacists. That's always impressive. I mean, like those guys won't follow anybody. Like, uh, I'm going to market. Honestly, fuck that. I'm marketing it. That's seven. He is able to make an army of white supremacists. Um, he was able to put Rudy Giuliani back into the spotlight. Um, which is, it's, it's not easy. Um, so that's eight. Uh, he was able to literally on television say, grab women by the pussy and they'll let you do it because I'm famous and still become president. That's the thing. Maybe that goes into the first thing I said, (laughs) but that's still, it's still very derogatory. Um, there's videos of him saying that he would walk in the back of his pageants and he would, uh, check out the merchandise, um, which may, may be a direct quote. And he's able to do it because he owns the pageant. Um, that's kind of disgusting because I think some of those pageants that he has are for um, teenagers. Um, uh, I, I don't know. If I mark it in my pedophile, <laughs> if, I, if I mark that in his column, no, I'm not going to mark it. Um, let's see. What else? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what his accomplishments could be um what other comp- what other he got booed <laughs> whatever i feel down and out like i feel like there's no end in sight with like the world i pull up the video where he is clapping at i think it was the nationals world series and he's clapping and everyone's booing him so he starts he stops clapping and then like his face just gets, he's just so sad it was so sad it's cracks me up though um what other accomplishments ah uh, damn guys i think that's it i can't really think of too many more accomplishments now his supporters would say that there's i'm missing a whole bunch And I would challenge anyone who's listening who is a Trump supporter or just more politically savvy to list some accomplishments that I did not list. Um, I would like someone who's more savvy or just a supporter um, to challenge me on things that I did say. Um, Because I'd be interested to hear you guys out. I'm interested to hear what you think his accomplishments are, what he was able to do. Um, He did say he was going to drain the swamp. And instead of a damn swamp, he created an Everglade. Um, And I don't say that because he's going to Florida, but just for the simple fact that um, I don't think anyone who is the swamp on both sides uh, have been um, taken out of the um I, I mean there's it's still it's still very murky swamp it's an everglade um i just i just wonder what the future is going to look like 
I'm optimistic. Uh, you know, not because of any politician or anything like that. I just think that 2021 is shaping up to be a month. I mean, a year, a month, a year of reckoning. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like it's it's the culmination of things. 2021. Plus, we just entered the age of Aquarius. So, um, for anyone who doesn't know, um, which is everybody, I am a Libra, but um, my subsequent houses are Aquarian, Aquarian. So, I'm very much an Aquarius, um, and I can dig it. I can feel it. I can feel why. I know why I'm an Aquarius. I can feel the Aquarian blood rushing through me, you know? And, uh, yeah, this is going to be a great year. I think we should be optimistic. I think, you know, take solace in the fact that if there is anything that happens at the Capitol, um, that there's enough protection. Um, I would say more than enough protection. Um, take solace in the fact that these people like, and and I'm going to say this, man, and I hope, I kind of hope I offend somebody, but I also like don't want, I don't mean to, but I think most of the guys that are talking about insurrection and talking about storming the capitals, all these people are cowards. Okay. They aren't patriotic. They aren't, uh, uh, they aren't powerful. They aren't, they aren't scary. They, they are just cowards, you know? Um, they got lucky. They got really, really lucky. They got so lucky on the six. And, you know, had it been any other circumstance or any other group of people, black people, they, it would not have gone down the same way. So th- this is a one-off. This is a one, it was a one-off. They got really lucky. They know they don't have that same type of luck. You know what I mean? They're, even Trump, so there's still maybe some good people in the Trump circle. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. And you got to take solace in that. You got to take solace in the, in the idea that these people are weak. They're lemmings. They just want to be a part of something. Um, you know, the boogaloo boys and the proud boys, they, they found people as weak as they are to follow their whim because they don't have a mind of their own. And they don't have aspirations of their own. They may feel the same way politically, you know, hurrah, but the way that you, you know, show your dissent for the government is to vote. Um, They weren't talking about a rigged election until Trump said it. They weren't. I mean, they're, they're just, they're sheep. They're the real sheep. And uh, it's important for people who, you know, can read uh, <laughs> to understand that these people are um, are lashing out in aggression because they don't have any moral they don't have a moral compass but they also don't have any moral standing or or ideological standing you know and what people do when they don't have that is they lash out in anger and in violence because they have no alternative there's no other way for them to articulate themselves other than to try to posture and to um instill fear and if we show them that we're not afraid of them and that their posture does not instill fear um and that their arguments don't make any sense logical sense um then we win i I look up and down uh all the feeds and 
on social media and I see people trying to argue and they get people get really upset at these Trump supporters. And I just I don't say anything because it's like, you know, it's like arguing with and for lack of a better term, excuse my, my term, it's like arguing with someone who's mentally handicapped. It's, you know, whatever is able to get in there is stuck now and they aren't able to get it out. You should instead of argue with them, you should feel sorry for them. You know, there isn't really um, much up there and what, what's up there isn't true. And I mean, I just think we should really focus on the future. We should really focus on, you know, things that um, things that actually matter um, in three days. You know, this whole Trump thing isn't going to matter anymore. Now, still, still impeach him. <laughs> I'm not saying don't impeach that motherfucker. I'm saying, like, you know, hold everybody accountable. Have that be the tertiary thing. Like, the third thing you guys focus on. The first thing being the coronavirus. Second thing being, you know, that stem. And the four, the third thing being getting Trump to be able to never hold office again. And that should be something that really entices Republicans. I mean, you guys can try to rebuild your party. If people are paying more attention to whatever Trump says in whatever media or news outlet that he decides to exercise more than they focus on the agenda of the Republicans, then, I mean, you guys should have expelled them. You guys should have get him out of your party. Just get him out. Just move him out of the party. Listen, Mitch, Mitch, listen to me. Okay. If you're listening, if you're listening to Mitch McConnell, listen to me. Okay. This is how you fix the Donald Trump problem, okay? Because I'm sure a lot of your constituents um, are Trump supporters, okay? This is how you fix this. What you do is you have to get on national television and you have to explain to your constituents and the world and the Republicans that that are left is that you have to say that you are fractured and desperate party maybe a different word than desperate but definitely fractured and definitely desperate you have to say that you have to be very clear on that okay the next thing you have to do is you have to say the one thing that the all the great work that we've done as a republican party in the last four years is not gone unnoticed whatever that may be because i haven't noticed it but this is what this is how you talk to your constituents this is how you talk to Trump supporters the reason I'm voting to impeach Donald Trump is that although he has every single right to claim to be a Republican and to um, tout his accomplishments as a Republican president, I think for the betterment of our nation and for unity, we have to disassociate ourselves with the president. Okay. This does not mean we do not appreciate him. This just means that we as a party have to um, reconvene. We have to come back together. And any Republican with any gumption or any common sense knows that. So anyone who says that I'm a traitor or that I'm, you know, I should be hung or whatever, that's not how Republicans get down. That's not how we do it. We're the we're the Bible party. Okay. Nothing in the Bible says we have to support <laughs> a man who is clinically insane. 
Okay. Nothing says that. So with all due respect to the former president of the United States, I am voting to impeach him so that he can never run office again, uh, public office again, so that we can, as a, as a nation, we can recoup and reheal. But as a party, we need to put someone in that represents our values better. Our values more represent our people from our uh, conservative perspective. We have to put someone in place that understands the conservative perspective and not someone who is a Republican only in name, in name only, whatever, Rhino. Okay, because Trump was quick. Once he found out what Rhino meant, he was quick to call every single Republican that disagreed with him a Rhino. But he was a Democrat for since 2000, until 2011. So he is definitely just a Republican in name only. So that's funny, but whatever. I think it was a registered Democrat until 2009. Excuse me, correction. But that's what you got to do, Mitch. You got to get your party back. You got to get your party back and you have to start grooming the next person who's going to run in 2024 um, and make sure they have a strong seat or a strong race in 2022 and try to tout them as the next person who's going to run for political office. Um, that person is going to be Mike Pence first off. So, you know, the, the more and the more clearly the Republican Party separates himself from Donald Trump, the better chance that Mike Pence has to in essence, become the next Republican um, candidate for president in 2024. Um, I can see that clearly. What I can't see who's going to run in 2024 for the Democrats. There's there's no strong enough Democrat to garner 81 million votes. <laughs> you know I, mean? I don't think there is. And, you know, mind you, there was people voting because they just wanted Trump out. But I can't see a, a Democrat getting... Uh, any Dem- I can't see any Democrat getting 75 million votes. Um, I can definitely see Trump getting 75 million again, though. So get him out, y'all party. I'm going to leave it there and say that I have a pleasure talking to you all. And I will talk to you soon. Um, most likely, I will be talking to you after the inauguration of our next president of the United States, Joe Biden. Y'all have a great night. And thanks for tuning in to Full Stop.